Welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast, where we are here to chat all the tools, tricks, and tangible steps that will help you call in the freedom, impact, and abundance you are here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I'm a coach, course creator, and your host, and I'm here to help you blend strategy with spirituality so that you can step into your power fully. Every week, you'll hear from me and our incredible guests on the show. So let's dive right into today's episode. Because you are listening to this right now, it is pretty safe for me to assume that you are either a female entrepreneur or a woman who knows she is here for more. And because of that, I'm incredibly excited to let you know that the waitlist is open right now for my six week course, Next Level Launch. This course is all about helping you to get clear on what your purpose is and who you're here to serve. And over six weeks together, we will go through the exact process to creating and launching your own online course, showing up for those that need you and calling in massive abundance as a side effect. Once you align yourself with a Next Level Launch, everything shifts. And if you go and and get yourself on the wait list right now. You will be first in line for when the doors open. And I will also give you $200 off of the course when the doors open. You can find out all the information about the course and get yourself on the wait list for that sweet little $200 off by heading to strongbabe.co forward slash next level launch. Welcome back, my love. I am so excited and grateful and truly honored to be able to bring you this episode today. Honestly, this is one of the most powerful episodes that I have ever been a part of. I am so grateful to be able to bring it to you. And let me just say, it was definitely not a part of the scheduled plan of episodes that we had laid out. But obviously, with everything that has been going on here in Australia over the last few weeks, with the intense bushfire crisis that has been taking place, this is a conversation that I needed you guys to hear. And I'm so, so, so grateful that I was able to sit down with such an incredible soul, Anna Richards, inside of this episode. Anna is someone that, with everything going on with the bushfires, obviously it's been so wild, so devastating. It's just been horrific here. Anna has been a voice as a part of that as to why, you know, everything going on with the bushfires is actually such a a sign that action needs to be taken around climate change. And Anna was someone that stood up on social media and actually gave a voice to those of us who didn't necessarily know what to do with ours. And Honestly, I was so moved by what Anna was doing online and so many of us were here in Australia. It went viral very, very quickly. We talk a lot about it inside of this episode, but basically what happened is she got on and she did a video on Facebook, which she also did across on Instagram. She actually recorded a second one because the first one was too long to share on IGTV and it went viral. It caught on and it blew up and it was talking to us all about how we have a voice and how we are able to actually take action when it comes to our federal MPs and helping to shift and make changes when it comes to the much needed action around climate change. And Anna then went a step further and she created a letter template that we were able to download and put our names to and send to our federal MPs in order to get the ball rolling around the action that needs to be taken. And I'm first to put my hand up and say that the political world is not one that I normally get involved in at all. But through Anna's actions, I was actually able to take action myself. And I actually did post the letter as well to my federal MP and was a part of obviously this huge movement that Anna had created. 
having this conversation with Anna is truly an honor and a privilege and I feel incredibly grateful to be able to open up this conversation. Obviously it's a very different type of episode to what we've ever had here on the podcast and it's such an important conversation that we have. We talk about a lot inside of this episode and we go so much further than just climate change. Obviously that is a huge, huge issue and we do address it and we do speak about it, but we also go on to talk about the importance of sharing your voice and realizing that, you know, if there's something that you need to share and that it's on your heart to talk about, it's up to you to get out there and to talk about it and to realize the power that we have as a collective. Anna is truly just one of the most beautiful souls. I feel very, very grateful to have connected with her. She is so humble, so down to earth, which I know that you are going to feel as you listen to this episode. And what's incredible is that Anna has not actually been a part of federal politics for quite some time now. She spent four years in a successful federal politics career before she launched her own online business in network marketing that she's been running now for the last seven years. So it's safe to say that in showing up and sharing this video, it was definitely outside of of the norm that she would show up and share online and she definitely didn't expect it to take off quite the way that it has. I loved talking to Anna about this and the way that she's navigating that in her life and in her business and in her relationship with her husband as well. And honestly, it is just such a beautiful conversation that intertwines so many things that I know you guys are going to get a lot of shifts out of and it's going to give you a different perspective on things that you might not have ever considered before. So like I said, it is truly an honor to bring you this episode and I am so excited excited for you to listen. Adam, my love, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you, beautiful. I'm pumped to be here. We can't wait to have a chat. I know just speaking off screen, we were like very excited to dive deep. I know, seriously. I was like, okay, we've just got to actually get to recording or the whole thing's going to happen. <laughs> All the good stuff and no one's going to hear it. So no, it's really hun. Like I feel so connected to you. I connected with you obviously as a result of everything that's going on with the bushfires here in Australia and the whole conversation that's happening with that and with climate change and the huge action that you're taking around that. And I'm just so grateful that Instagram brought us together. And then when I got that little nudge that was like, ask her to come on the podcast and you said, yes, I was like, this is going to be the best conversation. I can just well I'm honoring you because I have been saying a week on podcast that this is not sexy to talk about and I haven't been previously or it's someone's obviously going to scroll on say Strong Babe Collective which I love and go oh climate change bushfires I'm going to listen to that um and obviously now we're in we we still are in the thick of it it is absolutely something that people will talk or want to be engaged with more but I'm loving that like to not steal that make America great again, but it's like, well, make politics sexy again. Like, why can't we have this beautiful conversation and respectfully and intelligently and, and in a fun, dynamic, exciting way? I so agree. I so, so agree. And exactly what you said, like, it's definitely, it's not a conversation we've ever had on here at all. And I'm so excited to be just branching out into that. And, you know, obviously like, you know, wherever you are in the world, obviously it's impacting for you, but obviously being both in Australia, this is something that, you know, when this whole thing happened, I was saying to you before, you know, I'm not someone that's ever really involved in politics I don't to be honest I don't really take that much interest in it and I've never taken any massive like obviously I vote because you have to but you know I've never taken any huge action around it or anything and with everything that you're doing and we'll explain it to the listeners in a sec but this is the first action that I've you know taken around it and because of that something which is pulling in me so much like this conversation has to happen on the podcast like people need to hear this more awareness needs to come out around everything that's happening and how 
you can have a voice, even if it's something that you aren't necessarily normally something that you would do. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, and, and I did that I, when I went live, uh, I mean live on Facebook, but then it didn't fit on Instagram. So I did record that. I wasn't alive, but when I did that, it was, I saw a chance and an opportunity to speak to the nation to mobilize them, hopefully, and it worked, but because I'd never seen so many people that, like yourself, that had previously been, um, not, it's not that you've been, dis, it's not that any of us have been disconnected, but we're blessed. This is my take on it. We're so blessed. We wake up in a one of the most blessed countries in the world and wherever you're listening in the world, you can feel that too because that can be your truth 100%. And we, you know, have jobs and we can go to work. Like we, we live this life and it, it plods along nice enough. But when something catastrophic like this slaps us awake, I've never seen so many people speaking up pissed off online. And I thought, well, hang on, let's take that action which is exactly what needs to happen and channel it into empowered action uh, and get some legislative change happening which is happening so it's exciting i have goosebumps with you just saying that like i don't know for me like the bushfires like it's the worst like so horrific so devastating just awful 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 but the positive side of it that has come out of it is the shift that's happened with the collective consciousness where everybody has taken some sort of action, whether it's what you've done, obviously, with like the legislative change and people taking like actual action that way. And then the other element of things like, you know, social media influencers and things using their platforms and their voices for good and getting out there and helping to write and having honestly like a bigger impact than the politicians are having, you know, getting out there and raising so much money, like even Celeste Barber, she shouted you out on her stories. Hey, yeah, that was like, yeah, that was all time. I was like, all other influencers need to just sit down. I was like, <laughs> the Celeste Barber has like championed the people's movement. That's what I've, we've called it. So when that happened, I was like, right, we're, we're really onto something here, people. And I'd said to my husband, you know, days ago, not even in the beginning, I said, I had an epiphany actually, it was over the weekend. And I said, you know, we don't, we really don't have elected leaders for our politicians. We have elected followers, but we've been letting them lead because we've all been apathetic and silent. But now, because we all mobilized and we've found our voice and we've acted on it and we're raising the funds and we're, you know, we're buying the keep cups, we're voting with our dollar, we're doing all these personal pledges for our own personal climate action. The followers, the politicians are following us because they have to. Mm. There's 227 million of them, uh, 227 of them, beg your pardon. I don't know our current population. I think it's like 26.8 million of us. Yeah. They're not leaders, they're followers. And so the, the people power and the people movement that has come from this is can never be understated. And it's, it's exciting. It's, that's why I'm so optimistic. People have been commenting on my Instagram that they, they felt so depressed even. They were depressed, they were scared, they were overwhelmed, they were fearful, like all these negative things. And they were just like, oh, it's such a breath of fresh air to have this positivity and optimism in your posts and with your movement. And I'm like, yeah, but you're doing that. Like there's, there is so much optimism because you're now... Stay active, people. <laughs> so important and that action side of things is everything and so give us a little bit of a, an overview of obviously what you did obviously I know but there's going to be people listening who have no idea what we're even talking about right now so tell the listeners what it is that took place and what action you took as a result 
Okay, so where it stemmed from, which is really important, and it doesn't matter where you are in the world, it's completely relative to you. Obviously, I saw a pain. There was a, our country was going through a lot of pain and suffering, figuratively and literally with bushfires that were raging. Uh, and the public responded. And I've never seen a response like it before. Mm-hmm. However, there was such, as I said, like fear and anger and upset that I felt being placed upon one man who's our prime minister. And this is where it stemmed from because my background is in federal politics. I work for a federal member of parliament and I understood that it didn't actually all fall onto him. And so as much as we were demanding leadership, which was, I I said in the live, like every feeling that you're feeling is correct. No one should ever tell you how to feel. And that's the truth. However, you can channel that action and actually take immediate and impactful um, action with your local federal member of parliament, get your voice heard there at that level, and they have to then go and represent you in parliament. Scott Morrison, our current prime minister, does not. He represents his electorate and then he's the elected um, prime minister, but the party do that. We've got no say in that. We've actually got no say in that. So I then was chatting to my husband for 90 minutes over a wine on New Year's Day <laughs> and I was just getting very impassioned as I do and, and Taylor, you'll see me using my hands a lot, I'm a handsy. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I said, I, oh, fuck it, I think I'm going to go live, babe. I think I'm, I'm going to go live and he was like, do it. Now, I've done this before. So when same-sex legislation um, came up, but it was pretty quick because, again, this is the most powerful piece of legislation in Australia to use as an example and a benchmark. The government was not, the politicians, it's not just the government, the politicians were not going to support that. But we were mobilising. We were changing as a nation. We were going, hang on, this is so discriminatory. We, why can't they get married? And there was just so much murmur and more people were contacting their members, but not enough. And the vote was coming up and I did a live and I said, call your member because at the time it was, they were voting on Thursday and it was like a Tuesday. So I went live and said, you got to pick up the phone, call your member, call your member. So I've done this before. And there was enough people that were taking action, but I was like, people aren't impassioned enough, which sounds crazy because I'm as impassioned about that as this, but they weren't impassioned enough to all move, but it still got passed. But then I saw this happen and I saw everyone get mad and I was like, right, here's a real chance to educate on a mass level to help people understand how much of a voice that they have on that individual level with their local federal member uh, and how to take that action. It has to be written. Protests are phenomenal, but your member's still sitting in their office going, well, my phone's not ringing my post box is empty. So my constituents aren't at that protest. Mm. because they don't know because as far as they know their phones are dead and their post box is empty so and I've seen I've been in the in in the um office when it's happened there's protests mad huge protests but our phones are dead and not post office it's like well our, our lecture doesn't care um which they know is not true but they can lean on that so I did a live I explained um how legislation is passed and and why we desperately need it at that you know, the government sets the rules or politicians set the rules. Um, and so to take action. And I said to my husband, that's not good enough. I know that people are then going to be like, so I said, write a letter. Um, but I said to my husband, I can write the letter. So I, I wrote the letter. I took half a day out of my business. Um, at the time, I was like, oh, do I even re- like, really, am I this, you know, do I care this much? And turns out I did because mm-hmm. I did it. Uh, and I wrote the letter went live, honestly thought, I already had like, you know, 15,000 followers, um, 14,000 actually. So I thought, you know, that'll go out to them and that's an impactful enough. Yeah. And it took off. It went completely 
completely viral on both platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and we literally have mobilized the nation. And, I know, and I've heard personally now uh, from three members of parliament that have contacted and said, look, you're making a big impact. You're doing such a good job. You know, I'm here for the first time ever. My electorate's engaged. I've been, I've cried probably more in the past three weeks than I have in my life. Like just from optimism and hope and faith and excitement and empowerment and just all of the good feels. So good. Oh, I'm feel like I'm just going to be getting goosebumps the entire conversation. But honestly, like I just salute you so much for doing that because I know that it can be sometimes one of those things that can feel really, really scary to do. And it can feel very scary to put yourself out there in a different way. And I just like, thank you so much because like I was saying to you before we started recording, I'm not someone that necessarily, like I was saying before, has ever done anything in terms of taking action or writing a letter, like nothing like that. And for you to put that tool out there that made it easy for so many people to just go, okay, cool. Like all I need to do is download, put my name and my information in and sign it and send it. It made it so easy for so many of us to actually take that action. And what I find that so much of the time is that and it was what I was seeing so much on social media, your, your face and your letter and everything like that kept popping up in, my, in the stories that I was following and feeds of people and things like that. And I was like, okay, what is this? And that's how I found out about it. But honestly, I think a lot of the time it is that, that not miseducation, but it's just not there. Like we're not really ever told this is how you can take action. This is what you can do. And so we do think when we're getting on social media and just sharing something or we are going down to a rally or something like that and you know protesting something you think okay cool like i'm doing it like this is the action that needs to be taken but obviously from what you're saying a lot of the time that as much as it's going on it's not necessarily the action that is going to create that level of change no exactly and it's important that 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 work and that using your voice in that way and using your body in a protest and peacefully i'm always about respect and peace but <laughs> using all of those modalities is powerful and impactful and important but the real legislative impactful at the top, which feeds down to us, begins at the bottom, at the grassroot, like I said, with the, the real leaders who are us telling our one follower, which is the politician, what we care about, what we, what we want. And that's how Parliament works. You know, I was explaining, I think, I think I explained, I explained it on my Facebook uh, live because I had more time um, but how you know on a Monday morning when I was in Parliament House you'd go into the whips office this is sort of you don't need to get all this but you know and there's all the policy on the wall and uh, my job part of I mean there was many but you look at all the policy for the week ahead and you go well that's irrelevant because no one's called that's definitely irrelevant irrelevant oh you know uh, row eight or you know a particular piece of a highway you know we've had 20 people call this week mm -hmm. and that's so little like 20 people is nothing but that's that was the biggest influx of calls we had that week say mm -hmm. um or live export or, or it was same-sex marriage all those things and you take the heartbeat politicians are to take the heartbeat of their electorate into parliament house that is how it democratically works and i know that there's absolutely um it doesn't always operate like that and there are um, men and not so much women, I'm just, it is the truth. Like it's more men and it is a male dominated industry. It is politics mm -hmm. um, that will go in and, you know, cause if their electorate office has been quiet, they do bring their vested interests 100%. But if you were active at the grassroots level, they can't, they won't. And then what happens is if they do, they're voted out. 
And they're hungry and addicted to the power and the role. They're career politicians. They want this, you know, they, they spend their life to get in. That's, that's a whole other problem, I think, with politics. But um, that they, they're hungry for your vote. So they will act, I promise. So good. So for someone that's listening and thinks, well, I'm just one voice, is it really that necessary for me to say something or do something? What would you say to that? I always say never, you can never ever think that one voice is insignificant. It's so significant because you have to understand that even though you feel that way uh, as about a particular issue and you think, well, I'm just one voice, collectively, there is a collective group of individuals that feel the same way and are speaking up on the same thing. So in this particular instance, which I can absolutely use as a case study, Yes, your one voice or your your one letter feels or felt, I know it didn't because people saw the movement, but might feel insignificant, but you amplify that across hundreds and thousands of letters and thousands or hundreds of voices at the same office, it is magnificently significant. Like they, they cannot ignore it physically because of the influx of letters that your one letter is a part of but they can't ignore it then from an actual, their electorate speaking up perspective as well. But that's why I always say, whatever it is, write a letter. People were contacting me going, I'm actually really um, passionate about water or I'm really passionate about um, disability pensions. You know, can I add that? I'm like, your member has to know how you feel. I always laugh. I've moved to Gold Coast, but I lived in Perth. and I'm like, oh, my federal member would have sighed the biggest, like, sigh of relief that, like, I'd moved. <laughs> because I was always like, hi, me again. I know that this is happening. Like, I just want my voice noted. Yeah. And I, yes, great. Great. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> like, I'm just ringing up to let you know I'm moving. You're like, oh, what a shame. What a shame. <laughs> so good. Seriously, though, like, and I think obviously with what we're talking about on the politics side of things and taking action, obviously with writing letters, so important, but I think the whole share your voice thing, it's applicable to everything. You know, it's applicable to how you show up, you know, just in life on social media, like all the things like realize your voice is so important. And you know, you're obviously a testament to that because you could have very easily sat back and obviously, you know, you're out of federal politics. It's not what you do anymore. You do such a, you have such a different life now. Like obviously you run your own business and so much of that is through social media you could have chosen to sit back and go, well, this isn't really aligned with what I'm doing anymore. So is it really like necessary for me to do this and think about the impact that that wouldn't would have missed, you know, because so many of us wouldn't have taken the action because we were stemmed by what you did and you are literally just one voice. Yeah, exactly. No, it is such a powerful example. And to speak to that even further, I, you were told like I, so I brand on social media. I, I do. I have my own business and that that's what I'm known for. That's how I have six, created a very successful business uh, and I even train you know on on social media and say to stay away from politics and religion it is the most um, contentious angry like topic that you can sort of enter into um, and it, and it is and at a t- so there was that first and foremost it was absolutely something that I, I'd stuck my neck out for but I knew that I had to and the second thing is that it was just so overwhelming to me in a humble, um, just completely shocking way because I sat at lunch with my husband on the first and 90 minutes of that conversation, you know, weaved throughout the whole thing was, I think I'm going to go live. No, I'm going to get so much hate. 
it was like, I am going to get so much hate if I do this, babe. And he was like, you will, but you just, you know, it's you. Use your voice, you know this. And because it was, it is, it was such a polarised, so many of the topics in it, you know, the bushfires first and foremost, telling people to, you know, stop putting all the blame on the person that they would just been putting the blame on, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely validating their feelings, but saying enough, like we've got to hold the 226 other politicians accountable. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get hated for that. Uh, and climate change is so much debate. And I still did it thinking I was honestly going to come under so much fire mm. and it had the complete opposite effect. So that just to speak even more to that, like, and I know um, it's a quote in Australia that I love, but it's, you know, speak even if your voice shakes. That is the time that we are in. It's like you have to use your voice and do it calmly, do it respectfully, do it, you know, do it from a position of of excited power, not fear and disheartenment. I, I do think, I think that is where the, the impact will be had, but you have to speak up. Even if your voice shakes, you have to speak up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so with you on that on so many fronts and I just agree so, so much. And I want to know, like, did any hate or anything come about at all? Like, have you found that any of the hate came through that was the story that you were telling yourself was going to happen? Do you know what? It absolutely did not. I maybe, I got a couple of comments, um, but just again, and, and I respected them. It was, they were more angry at, they just had their position so hard on their belief, because it's not the truth, but their, their truth of why the bushfires really started and how I, how dare I, um, you know, speak to the fact that Australia is getting hotter and rah, rah, because that's not true. And um, But I will say, so yes, there was some, but maybe 0.01%. Um, but to be fair, I absolutely, they were on my post. So that's what I could control that. I mean, the post got shared almost 10,000 times now. And I know, I mean, I've heard from people that say, gosh, you're so brave. They've DM me or PM me saying, I don't know how you did this because I shared your video in a particular private group or, and they were like, I got attacked so bad you got attacked essentially they didn't get attacked but I got attacked within the comments Mm. you know because other people had which they are so entitled to their own opinion so I know there was a lot of hate out there I just didn't see it which I'm I I wouldn't have looked for it I didn't want to look for it Um, but my heart I've got MVP first day as it was going crazy viral and he was just monitoring comments to like obviously go in and defend if he had to if he had to and I was like just who cares sorry love that little bit just broke up so who was that that was defending it oh my husband I said he's we we joke and say he's the real we don't joke it's true like he's the real MVP of our relationship um and I took a photo because he was like sitting on the couch which is so funny like refreshing the comments just to like go in and defend yeah he's just being your little like knight in shining armor yeah I was like don't worry babe let him come I don't even care Seriously, though, honestly, though, I think you have the perfect approach to it where, you know, I'm very about like the energy of things. And we talk a lot about it on the podcast and like setting your own energetic boundaries and what are you available for and things like that. And I think when you aren't available for the hate and you're like, that's cool, this is my voice. And you have a beautiful approach to it. I love the way that you frame things when you speak about it. You're like, yeah, share your voice, share it in a respectful way. Like there's always that nice little side of it that's like, you know, make sure that you are getting out there and you are doing this, but like do it from such a good place. Like it's a place of service and it's something that we talk about so much. And I think when you are coming from that place of service and you're in such alignment with what it is that you're putting out there, 
energetically you're not really available for any of the shit that might come with it anyway so you don't really attract it and if it is there it doesn't really impact you because you've already created the barrier around yourself like this beautiful gold glow of like can't penetrate this <laughs> yeah it, i do say i always say i'm impervious uh, and the thing that I really live by as well, because I am, I was already, I did have a, a brand and um, I show up a lot pretty boldly online. I always say, and I coach on this, like when we can come from a place where we're not obsessed with the, um, the applause, but not crippled by the booze, like boo, like you suck the criticism. So I'm not obsessed with the applause and crippled by the criticism from that place and space, we can make the real impact. And that's where you can really find your voice because I never in a trillion, trillion years expected that to go viral. But when it did, it didn't, my husband was like, I wish there was a camera in the house just to show, because people were going, oh, is this that? And people in cafes and things were going, oh, you're the girl that did the video. And, and I was like, yeah, thank you. I hope you sent the letter. Like it just, it was business and life as usual because I didn't, it's not about that. But then it wasn't about the criticism. It's just this line of, well, let's make the impact. How can we make the best, most powerful, most respectful, most impactful impact? And it was from that, yeah, line of mask shield of imperviability, whatever that word is, I'm impervious, yeah. um, and speaking up. Yeah, and truly it resonates so much. And I think that that's why ultimately you connect so much with so many people. And there's lots of people out there talking, but something about the way that you showed up and what it is that you did, I think truly because you came from such an authentic place about it, there wasn't any hidden agenda in like, well, I really hope that this blows up my IG account and I really get a lot of followers, like not what it was about. And you could tell. And I think that that's why people were like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to get behind you and I want to share your message because I believe in you and I believe in what it is that you're talking about. And that's ultimately where when you resonate with people on that level, that's when, of course, like the virality happens. And it's funny because to speak to that quickly, because I know there's, you've got phenomenal boss babes that listen to this from that perspective of followers and stuff. It's funny because I, I have my own business, we have a very big team and they were going, oh, Anna, you know, rah, rah. And I'm like, followers still don't pay the bills. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just never about that. That It doesn't it doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't, it, so it really wasn't about that. And then if actually have been saying for about a week, I'm like, we just need to like clear this up. Like we can't, I'm just ready for the ones that did follow but, but aren't gonna be aligned in the future just to leave now. <laughs> um, it just has to balance back out because I'm so about um, about having people in my space and world that do align with my truth, their truth, their truth um, and being able to show up in that way. And there's got to be people that, you know, I might put a post up now about having champagne or hot chips that are like, oh, I hate drinking. So that, you know what I mean? Like, or I'm not a vegan still yet. And I said to Morg, I'm sure there's a couple of vegans in there that um, who I, some of our best friends are vegans. Um, but I was like, they might not like if they see me out and eat a burger. Like there's just stuff like that, that I'm like, I'm just being totally honest. It's like, yeah, no, you want that to that level. It's like, you can have a hundred followers. Let me put it this way. You can have a hundred followers and still speak up and make the biggest impact. Totally. Yeah, totally. And I, I love, let's go there. Let's speak to that around the whole, you know, like showing up and showing up as yourself. And then also like releasing the people that aren't necessarily a good fit for you. And this is something that I do talk about a lot. I get a lot of questions around this, especially, you know, with the message that's, you know, very true on this podcast is like, show up unapologetically and the people who are your people are going to celebrate the shit out of you and anybody that doesn't they're not your people anyway so release them and make room for the right people to come in and so obviously that's a beautiful energy that you're carrying like yeah i'm so glad that you're here 
it might not be something that like long-term is an aligned fit with you. I know that it's perfect in, in the moment right now, but long-term it might not be. And that's okay. Like, you know, release them and make room for the right people. But what have you found, you know, after going through this whole experience, how has that sort of shifted things for you? Has it made things a little bit different? Are you changing the direction that you're going to be going in? Or are you just going to stick with the way you were going with your business? Tell us what's kind of gone on there and maybe some of the fears and things that have come up through this process. Yeah, amazing question. It's, it's so, thank you again, like I know I said at the start, but just for giving me a place and a space and a platform to actually verbalise this. Because I always say as well, I think therapy for me is sharing. I'm the same. I'm the same. Definitely. Like, that's how I write stuff. Like I, yeah. I, I share it because it's my truth in the moment. So it's really nice for me to have this conversation. So, um, and it's such a brilliant question. So I accrued or I beautifully was gifted essentially from the virability 9,000 new followers in seven days, um, which was huge, organic and phenomenal human beings. So these are people I am still, still committed to working through. And I, and you know, if you're someone, because I'll be sharing this on my Instagram. And so there's going to be so many hundreds and thousands of people that listen to this that are new to my following. Um, they probably have heard from me because I worked to reply to their messages and thank them for sharing them, um, the, the video and things like that. So 9,000 in, in seven days. Now, prior, I always say there was like the Anna in the last three weeks, it was like the Anna before that video and the Anna right now, she's still the same girl. I just have been given this platform and this voice in this arena that I've still always been passionate um, and impactful in, but it's now finding the balance between both. Mm. And I said to my husband a lot, I'm talking about it every day, that for the first um, two weeks, pretty much up until pretty much yesterday, I truly had been saying every single day that I felt me because I accidentally but so humbly and beautifully got appointed almost the voice of the political change for the bushfires mm -hmm. uh, I believed in my heart of absolute heart it would have been morally bankrupt for me to post about my business personally mm -hmm. however I was putting posts up like begging other businesses to please don't feel that way to to post about their business because I, I'm such a passionate person about financial security and putting your own oxygen mask on physically and financially. And you have to make sure you're thriving for your world to thrive, for the world to thrive. But for me, I was like, I just feel like I was accidentally appointed in a beautiful way. When I say accidentally, I don't mean, oh, I'm like, I'm, it's such a humble um, position to have been given. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, to, to give it a voice and to, to articulate things that people have been feeling but can't necessarily themselves put pen to paper yeah. um, to have done that. However, it's been three weeks almost to the day, I think, almost. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the date. And I did say to my husband, you know, our business still has to operate as well. And so now I'm going to start to, and I've been commenting back to some people because they're like, please don't stop. And I'm like, I promise that I will not and I won't. However, I do have a business and I was Anna in that business prior to this. And so there will be posts like I was prior continuing. However, I will absolutely still be giving this a voice. And look, I, I said to, I think I said it in, I think I said it in my second live, like I myself have been asleep for seven years. So I left politics and then I started my own business um, and I, and just switched that entire world off. And I left because I got cynical. 
Mm. And it wasn't so much politics. It was actually the media. And there's a whole story in that. But um, I got cynical. So when I left, you know, I had to read the news every day. And I hate the news. I had to, <laughs> seriously, we had to have the 24-hour news channels on 24-7 hours. I was doing 20-hour days in Parliament. So when I left, I shut that entire world off. And I was like, you guys have at it. And then I went to sleep for seven years and continued in my own business. But they've woken me up. And unfortunately for them, they've woken me up because when you wake the beast, I am all or nothing. And when I, when I speak up or I, or I say I'm going to do something, integrity is my highest value, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so I keep saying, my husband actually was the one to say it. He was like laughing about a week ago and he's like, fuck, they're going to regret this, babe. Like they've woken the beast. Like I'm lucky for them. I'm like, no, lucky them. Like, <laughs> <He's being> <laughs> Their federal member hosted like their first forum and in the forum they were talking about that Anna girl, the politician who wrote the letter and he was proud of the fact that I'd mobilised his electorate mm-hmm. and he was like he wanted to do that for years but couldn't get the message out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like there's just no way I'm going to waste the platform that I've been gifted now to give this such a voice and I, and I have the know-how to do it, I have the passion to do it, I have the capacity to do it so it's it's now figuring it out and i don't know how exactly what that's going to look like um because i'm just very i've always just been authentic in like post what you want there's no specific quote selfie blah like it's just like hey guys here i am exactly yeah every day um and so that's just going to look different and I've got to figure that out. But yeah, I'm definitely, I'm not going to just drop this now and go, okay, bravo. Well done. I mean, parliament still hasn't even resumed. Like mm-hmm. I'm waiting 11th of February. I, they should have called it back earlier, but here we are. They haven't, but uh, that's not what we demanded. I'm like, Oh, I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't even sat yet. The fight hasn't even really begun. Yeah. It's just gearing up. It's, yeah. We've, we've just, we've started the groundswell. We're not even there yet. It's like, two weeks more to go until parliament sits, which is when legislation can get tabled and we then demand they vote on it. So yeah, it's a long, it's a long answer. And I'm sorry, but it's just like figuring that out. Um, But it's a brilliant thing. And I think that for anyone listening, if it's like, you need the permission slip right now to, and that's, I think the big thing from a branding perspective, I always just say your brand is just who you are in any moment. Obviously, yes, aesthetics and things like that, but for me right now, it's like your brand is just who you are and, and ha- here's the permission slip to change if you want to and go down a different route or you've been passionate but not been speak- speaking up on something because you felt it didn't fit with your brand. Well, guess what it does because you are your brand and whoever you are in that moment, that's the point of it. I really believe that. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I agree with you a million percent on that. It speaks to my soul. Honestly, people people resonate with people. And when you show up as the fully expressed version of expressed version of you, that's when you're gonna call in the right people. And you know, ultimately, like there's so many tangents to what you're saying and you know, facets that we could go down. But you know, yes, you've got all of these new people that have come in, you know, the nine thousand that have come through in a week, it's huge. And I love that. And that's so exciting. And yes, and showing up for them. But there's also the 14,000 people before that you honor as well because you were showing up for them. And I think what's really important, one of the questions that I love to go down is like, you know, you might not know the answer right now, but like celebrate that and be open to receiving the answers and go, okay, cool. I don't know exactly how, but I know that the right answers are going to come for me and I'm just open to receiving them. And truly, I believe that, you know, when you start to integrate, you know, this is a part of who you are now. And when you can integrate that into what it is that you do, 
that's going to empower even more people. Even if it's not in a political agenda, it's going to be down the route of being confident, standing up, sharing your voice, knowing that you need to be heard, that you can have an impact. And all of those things are going to link in so beautifully, whether it's with this element of your business that you have right now, or it's something else that branches out off of it. And it could be anything, you know, courses, teaching confidence or courses, you know, around the legal side of things, like all these sort of things that can happen from this. And I think instead of fearing things like that, when we open ourselves up to go, okay, cool, this is something that feels different and unexplored and it scares the shit out of me, but I celebrate it anyway. We make room for those divine little downloads to come through and those little seeds of light that then take us in the direction we didn't even know we were going to go down, you know? I'm like, let me switch. Let me just start interviewing you. You're, I'm like sitting here getting caught. I'm like, this is just so good. Taylor, go. <laughs> Thank you. It's true. It is so true though. And, and again, I know you already have such a beautiful loyal following to, to the, the ethos that you bring to this podcast. And this is all relevant. The fact we're talking about bushfires and climate change and politics, sure. But behind all of that is still just two women that are trying to share their messages with the world and show up authentically. And there's just exactly, there's so much power in just those lessons and the vulnerability of being like, Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, the biggest thing that I've said is that I am so acutely aware that I have been gifted this incredible bigger platform and I'm not going to waste it. And I, like I said, I've, 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 chosen to naively and ignorantly be asleep but it was a choice and I own it and I wanted that for seven years and I'm not anymore and so I'm lucky for that yeah I think that's so great and I think as you said like you might have been asleep but it's not something to feel bad about and then something that I always say is you know even if something didn't go the way you wanted it to you didn't take action the way that you feel like you quote unquote should have release any guilt around it because it all happens exactly as it's meant to and you're exactly the version of you of you that you're meant to be in this moment that's allowed you to take this action maybe the fact that you were asleep for so long created such a spark when it was reignited you know whereas if you'd kind of been active the whole time it wouldn't have been so impassioned totally and i also think it, it i said i always say my husband, my husband i spoke to morgan a lot uh, about this and, and about the timing and i said i think it has been seven years of just working on myself i'm really big into personal development mm-hmm. and that is that in that um sincerest intention that people can feel because it, it, i've worked on that that i really mean it when i say like just I'm not for, I am apolitical. Like it's really just about imp- empowering and educating people. Mm. I don't care how people vote. I, and, and on another podcast, people were beautifully, and I loved it, asking sort of for opinions on specific things. And I said, I'm just not going to give it because mm. I don't think it serves me. Now, even probably five years ago, I would have. <laughs> I would have sat here. I'm a firecracker. I'm a passionate firecracker. And <laughs> And I've, I learned that it doesn't serve me, let alone first and foremost, let alone anyone else. So, no, it's all divinely timed. Uh, I'm excited to fail forward with it and, and figure it out as I go. Yeah, so true. And it is something that I, it comes up a lot, you know, obviously in the world that we're in, you know, women who are here for more and female entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of the time you do see it where people are like, why isn't it happening now? Why isn't it happening now? It needs to happen faster. But then a lot of the time you see people who are, you know, at that level of success that maybe you're looking for and they always look back and they go, fuck, if it had happened when I thought I wanted it to happen, like I wouldn't have been the version of me that I needed to be to actually do it. Like, and that's obviously what you're saying, you know, it's, you needed to be, have gone through the process that you've gone through for the past seven years 
to be able to come at it from this beautifully, like we're talking about that aligned place where there is no personal agenda and where you are coming at it from that true place of service. And like, here's, here's me showing up so that you can show up. And I think that that's incredibly powerful. Thank you. Beautiful. Oh. It's an exciting time to be alive. I, I really mean that. It's just like, there's a, I keep, I'm, I'm reading it. I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it, that there is just this, this change, the change is here. And I just keep saying, I'm like, yeah. And the change is now because we are all activated and awake. It's like, and I just believe actually this is like, see therapy. As I talk, it's therapy. Yep, it's coming I'm out. like, I believe that my role, and I did say this to, to Morgs, I'm like, is to keep people awake mm. now. And that's a role that I'm going to take very seriously. And not and, and I, I can take that seriously because, again, I've lived that. I went back to sleep over and over and over again because I am so blessed. We, we wake up with clean air, which we didn't for a couple of weeks there, right? Mm. Um, but we wake up over here on this side of the country um, and we have, you know, solid jobs and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, 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 that's all good and well. And the fires are, are slowing down and many have stopped. And so this is when people can go back to sleep, which again is fine. But this time, no, the change has to, to, has to happen. And we are going to be the ones. And I know, like, I'm so optimistic and excited because I'm like, I know that Australia as a nation can lead the world. Why can't we? Like we absolutely can as a superpower in, in so many ways and so many things and innovative disruption and exciting jobs that haven't existed before because of it. So it's yeah. just, it's just, I always say to people, if you do nothing else, do not lose faith and do not lose hope. Mm -hmm. Like keep heart, keep hope, keep faith. Like when the change is here, it's going to be okay. Like I'm said, I'm 32 in two months um, and it's not been for this reason, but it's absolutely been a part of the conversation as to why my husband and I haven't had children yet. But we often talk, we're like, are we comfortable previously? Not anymore because I'm awake. But prior to this, I was like, are we comfortable? Say when we die in 80 years, I plan on living very long. I was like, 120 at least. Um, but I'm like, when we die in 80 years and we haven't, if we haven't done anything and we haven't, as, a, as our generations, done anything for the next generation, it's not their problem. It'll become their problem. But are we comfortable dying and knowing that potentially our child and their children and their children are going to be okay? No, I don't want an like, apocalyptic world. Like, and so really recently, Morgs and I have been talking about that. You know, I saw mothers, um, children have severe asthma attacks um, in Australia, have to be locked inside their home. We don't live in a third world country. This is a first world country. Like, so when it's on our doorsteps now, as the weather, you know, as rains have fallen and put some fires out, this is when we can go back to sleep. This is my job now, I believe, to keep everyone activated and awake and engaged and mobilised. Yeah, no, 100%. And so on your end, what does that look like in terms of keeping people awake and keeping people mobilised? Like, do you have an idea or are you sort of just like going with the flow and seeing what happens? Oh, yeah, baby, no. I, look, and this is where I think, no, I've got no idea. I said to Morgs, and then lots of people are going, what, what next, what next, what now? And I love it. I'm like, keep asking that question because that pushes me. Um, but it will just be continuing to educate. And I, like I said, the day that I hit live, I didn't mean, it wasn't like, this is what I want to do. It was like, I just genuinely really need to get this out of me um, mm -hmm. to help. 
And then what's come of it is it's like, I just kept starting to write back to comments and DMs. And it was like, thank you. All I wanted to do was educate and empower. All I wanted to do was educate and empower. So all I continue to want to do is educate and empower because I think an educated and empowered nation and world, wherever you're listening in the world, um, is how we, when you're educated and empowered, and I don't mean an education. I know I don't have to clarify that, but I just mean, oh, wow, I have a voice. Yeah. With my local federal member of parliament, yes, you absolutely do. Uh, that impacts your world, your immediate nucleus family world, because then you start to speak up, you start to feel empowered, you start to take action. Yeah. When we start to change that, our world, we change our next, then it starts to impact the next door neighbor and the next door neighbor and the next door. You impact a society, that, impact, that society impacts a community, the community impacts the suburb, suburb impacts the state, state impacts the nation, nation impacts the world. So, we've got to start at this nucleus level. And I think how I plan on doing that, I don't know, but I do definitely know that it comes from sticking with that place and space of education and empowerment and, and doing that with my social media, 100%. Yeah. So doing more lives or um, doing the posts that people can share that, that um, continue to spread the message and keep people mobilized. And look, I did one just on climate change and not, not was climate change, I suppose, but again, speaking to both sides mm. and saying, hey, look, I, I get your position, guys that are on the opposite side, guys and girls. Like, I, I feel it. I understand it. I, I respect it. Uh, it would be ignorant of me to not. Respect your at least position. Mm-hmm. But let's look at if you were wrong or we were wrong. Let's look at both sides of that and, and what would happen, worst case scenario, mm. if, if we're wrong or you're wrong. Respectfully. Let's intelligently critically think about this and again it's not backed by science it's just it's just thoughts right Mm -hmm. but I did that because I know that's what a lot of people are thinking or they can't put their finger on because I couldn't for Mm -hmm. weeks I sat with this and I just didn't sit right with me and I said to Morgs yesterday I'm going to sit and just blur like get it out and therapy right and and -hmm. then that became the Instagram post and people have been commenting 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 on that going oh my gosh even already they're like um god you know they're not saying I was asleep but it's like I'd started to slow down and forget already Mm. but I'm back this has just re-inspired me to stay engaged and so it's it's through that kind of sharing that I will I'm committed to and I promise to do on my platforms that keep this conversation engaged and keep the message mobilized and keep our politicians accountable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you for being that voice and thank you for taking that action because the world needs it, that's for sure. And exactly what you said before, where it's like you get to be, you know, part of that nucleus and just start it in the home and start that discussion and then the wider group of your friends and then see how that expands to your community and beyond, beyond, beyond. And like you were saying before, like I truly agree with you. And especially in, there was a couple of days where the crux of it was just, you could feel it. I don't know about you. You could feel it as a nation. Everything felt very low, very sad. My friends were messaging me being like, everything is like, I'm at work today and I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, I just feel so sad. Like I'm angry and people, you could just feel the energy of all of us. You know? oh, like, and I just remember in that time, like that was when I felt the saddest, but I also felt the most hope because I was like, this is it. Like, this is where the, the shift is happening. And I really do agree with you where like Australia gets to be 
the voice of being the catalyst for that change and a bigger conversation that needs to happen, you know, going from that nation perspective to that global perspective. And that's where, you know, us being here on this podcast, like you said before, we're just two women who have a voice, but this gets to reach, you know, hundreds of thousands of women out there in all over the world and men, some men listeners as well. Um, Hey to the boys, Um, you know, and it's, it's just that it's all comes down to what we're saying before. And it's literally just get out there and share your voice. That's all it is. And exactly, and to speak energy, I got my friends, same thing. I was catching up with friends and, and they were emotional and, um, and it was our rock because I believe that it was our rock bottom. Yeah. And when you're at rock bottom, you know, a billion, over a billion, I'll probably still cry about this, it still affects me, but over a billion of our wildlife, I do, I can't help it, yeah. um, were lost. Yeah. And it was, I just think it was like our rock bottom mm-hmm. and, and like the emotion is still so raw because people's lives are lost. And I know Black Saturday and there was other bushfires that have been as catastrophic in terms of human lives lost. Um, but again, and I believe this because back then we would have lost far more lives this time, but we have such unbelievable technology that social media was connecting us. There was grassroots firefighters that were contacting each other over Facebook going, okay, spot fire here, let's go there. There would have been hundreds of more lives lost if it wasn't for the advancement of technology, just to Mm -hmm. recognize that, like to say that, you know, anyway, I'm not going to get into the semantics of what fire was worse. Like a lot of politicians are just so you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I believe that was our rock bottom. And from rock bottom, there's only one place to go and it's up. And yeah. I think that was that collective felt energy of, fuck, how much bad can it get? Like koalas are dying and people are dying and lives are being lost and uh, livelihoods are being lost and homes are being lost and mega fires are burning in Australia. There was ne- there'd never been one like that. Two mega fires joined and it was a mega fire. Like just unbelievable things. And it was our rock bottom. And from that rock bottom, we are rising out of the ashes. We just need to rename our nation the Phoenix or something. Yeah. Because we are rising, literally rising out of the ashes. And yeah. from yeah. A, a, a rock bottom, there's hope and there's optimism and it's banded us all together. You know, we weren't even connected before this and now we are. And I'm like, this is going to be a beautiful friendship. So yes. there's yes. just so many friendships and and you know we're all I know we've we my husband and I were like let's go on a road trip to these towns that are affected and then six of our friends are like we're coming we're hiring a bus like it's just we've not going going. tell me when you meet up (laughs) our friends all said the same thing like let's take like empty eskies like let's go let's head down there and just spend like money in the towns like help the town so we should tee up the road trip that would be so yes 100%. 100%. So, and it's just exciting. There's, and and please, the one thing I'll say, because there's someone that, you know, in my inbox this morning that was, you know, mad at the influencers and, um, you know, but they still do these things and they'll, they'll buy fashion. And, and I respect that position so much. I understand the, the pain and where that's coming from and beliefs and whatever. But I also think what a beautiful, positive thing that so many, in fact, I think most, if not all influencers in Australia, got the message out there, mm-hmm. kept the message mobilised. They are the ones, really, and all of us as well, that are going to enact legislative change. They are, because they kept this letter-writing message mobilised yeah. that got so many letters sent to PM. Like, you just can't be mad about that. Whatever yeah. capacity 
that people are showing up in the doing the best that they can is perfect and beautiful and brilliant and I think it should be applauded and not uh, I know for me I say I, I know I am applauding any effort that anybody is making yeah to do with anything for the environment and and you know rebuilding Australia and things like that instead of putting them down and I think if we can all stay in that that space of of empowerment and cheering each other on like yeah you're going on a road trip Woo! like where are you going not being like oh well you're gonna go in a car well there's you know i've got that yes, i've had that <laughs> why are you going on a road trip if you're passionate about the environment i'm like well wait wait because, get my horse and cart <laughs> i'll go <laughs> with my horse <laughs> let me walk the ten thousand kilometers um no so it's just about i'm just yeah i know everyone on this podcast wouldn't do it but i think the more that the collective voice can be positive and empowering to one another, be kind mm-hmm. to one another and just respect and understand that we're all doing our best and our best is the best. Then we really will, will stay in this beautiful, I think collective energy now of hope and inspired action. So agree. So agree. And I think it's all about, you know, as you said, just focusing on the light, you know, of course there's a negative that you could choose to see if you wanted to, but focusing on the light side of it and the positives, like you said, and I'll even go back to what you were saying before about, you know, all of this and this being our rock bottom. And it's something I say all the time. And to be honest, I haven't said it on social media about the fires because part of me feels fearful, I guess, to say it because it is obviously a touchy topic. But something I say, I say it all the time. It's true for my rock bottom in my life, but everything is happening for you, not to you. And it's something that I've held true in my own mind about the fires. Like this is fucked. It's horrible, but it's happening for a reason. Like there is a reason that this is happening. And obviously, you know, some people would come at that and go, are you kidding me? Like it's horrific. Like all these things died, like blah, 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 blah. But it's like still, and you can see the change that's coming out of it and the way that it's, you know, it's even beyond the fires. I think for a lot of influencers and things like that, you know, it's helped them realize like what the point of their platform actually is. You know, you've built this huge thing, like use it for good, you know, and that's what so many people did. And, you know, the political change and the climate change debate and all the things like, yes, it's a horrible thing that happened, but it is our rock bottom and it's happened for a reason. And we can choose to look forward and to focus on the light going forward and to focus on the positives and to focus on the change. And I think that if we sit in that energy, that's when all the beautiful shifts are going to happen. Exactly. No, and I 100% agree. And I have said it. I, it's, you can't, I mean, it's happened. And it's woken us all up in a, in a powerful, powerful way. And we, I, don't, I really believe in every cell of my being that because of you know thanks to the bushfires which is a wild thing to say but it is thanks to the bushfires not only are we going to see such change in in the nation i went to interrupt myself and be like and we will like because we cannot let politicians now just go back to parliament and carry on and we won't let that happen i won't let that happen um and so we will see that change and when we change as a nation you do impact the world on that national level so i mean it's, we're going to look back at this and, and still cry. The emotion is so raw, but thank it for being the absolute catalyst for our rock bottom that we rose from the ash, literal ashes from that changed the way that our nation consumes, changed how we use power, changed how we look after our environment. You know, I was the amount of, um, education of my own self I've been doing to in, in specific nitty-gritty things like looking at wildlife and understanding more about, I know the legislation I know politics I know parliament but I was like okay well then let me look at all the science hey on both sides too 
people are going to know there is no science on both sides. No, that, that's the point of science. Science is technically unsettled. Um, you always want the, the arguments on both sides. And that's where I, it took seven years of being asleep, but that's where I think the power of this comes from. I can not just seek that confirmation bias so I can respect people's positions. Don't agree with them, but I can respect them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so from both, from all of that, it's like from that place, we are going to just, I really believe change and, and be a force of good in the world. Love that. Oh, so good. If there's one last thing that you can leave our listeners with, and it can be a reiteration of something that we spoke about, or it could be something completely different that's just on your heart to, to say and to share, what would it be? Just that it's like, I think it's a Gandhi quote, just to be the change that you wish to see in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think that your voice is insignificant. Don't think that your impact is insignificant. You as an individual living at this critical time in history are so significant. And I really believe that this particular race of humans that are here all at this one time are here for a, a critical, critical reason. And, and you are so significant. Your, more, your voice matters. Use it, show up and be the change that you wish to see in the world. Even if that is... Um, you know, the, the tiniest of things like I, my own self as an example, and I own the shit out of this, like such an obsessive coffee drinker, one cup a day. It's like my meditation. Um, but my, and we knew the impact of keep cups. Um, no, sorry, of disposable cups. Mm-hmm. But we just weren't, we were all ignorant to it. And so my personal pledge of climate action in my own home was keep cups, no keep cup, no coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've just enacted that the last two weeks and being okay with and owning the fact it's not okay that I sucked prior to that and I knew better. Um, but, I, but at the same time, I was burying my head in the sand. Um, so can you be that change in your world yes. at that level? Can you, can you just buy a keep cup? Can you, um, you know, remember the reusable bags? Can, you, can, we, can we be the change at that micro level? whilst having that you know huge macro level with our voices to then influence change at the top so just it's just to to take a breath and to understand how significant you are as a listener listening right now are to the the collective picture and to just stay active stay mobilized and stay engaged thank you so much (laughs) truly 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 grateful so grateful for you thank you so much for everything that you're doing and for coming on the podcast here and just sharing it with all the listeners as well. You're incredible. Thank you, darling. I, and thank you. Like you, like I said, you're amazing. I'm so excited to connect even more now and just to thank you for being bold. It takes courage to, to, to invite me on to have this conversation. You, you, they could, you know, like that takes courage. It is. It's brave. People said I was brave for going live. I think the people, you guys are the ones that are brave now continued in this conversation and, and, and opening up this whole narrative that just hasn't been on podcasts before at this level in Australia and the world. So thank you. I think you're amazing. Thank you, darling. Um, let everyone know where they can connect with you and find you online and find out all the things. All the things. Instagram is where I hang out by far the most because I love Instagram stories. Um, so just my name, Anna Rose Richards, is where you'll find me. You can't miss me. I've got copper hair. <laughs> We'll link it so it's nice and easy in the show notes. Guys, go and connect with her. Follow all her stories. Have a look at what she's doing. It is incredible. And if you can be a part of the movement and just sharing your voice like we've spoken about today, truly it's going to have a bigger impact than you realise. Thank you, Anna. Love you so much. Thank you for coming on. Bye. Big love.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for spending this time with me. If you loved the episode, make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review, screenshot the episode and share it in your stories or send me a DM. Make sure you come and connect with me over on Insta at Taylor Ray Peters and check out my website for programs, courses and tools that will help you take everything that we talk about on the podcast to a whole other level. I love you. I'm sending you all the high vibes and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.